0: I just want to start this episode by taking a deep breath. I feel like I've had the longest week of my entire life. (laughs) Like since the last time I've talked to you, I've moved across the country. I've started a new job. I've moved into a house with nine other people. It's been a lot. It has been a lot. And that is why today I'm talking about a subject that is very, very near and dear to my experience. But before we get into all that, yes, I am recording with you. To, I am recording today again with my sexy, you know phone operator voice, because I did move into a house with nine other people. It's currently 1130 on the Pacific coast because I am officially a West coast girly. Um, uh, and so I'm trying to keep my voice down cause it's late and, um, you know, I'm just trying to be a respectful roommate, you know, trying to turn up while others turn down. So that being said, let's get into my gift of gratitude segment. I have no idea what I'm naming these segments. Every week might be different. I don't know. But this week, I think I finally figured out my perfect formula, of how I want to format the show. And yes, I'm bringing you along on the ride because there's no movie magic here, okay? I am a person with a microphone sitting on a bed with a laptop on my lap recording this episode. This is my studio. Welcome. <laughs> so we're going to call it the gift, the gift of gratitude or for today. And I want to say that I am so, 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 so grateful to be alive today. I'm honestly, I'm even grateful for my exhaustion right now because it is, it is a sign that I, I lived today. I used my body. I tuckered myself out by walking probably three or four miles around the new campus that I'm working at. I'm so, so, so grateful for my mother, Sue, shout out Sue, the real MVP, for driving me by herself, didn't even let me drive, but driving me by herself, literally from Texas to California. I drove one hour. I drove one hour the first day the last hour of the of that stretch. And you know, I actually I love being a passenger princess. It's probably my favorite thing. I mean, I do drive a lot, but it's nice to just kind of kick it and take my naps like I like to do when when I travel. I like to sleep on planes, I like to sleep in cars. And my mom gave me the gift of that. Mostly because she has anxiety when I drive, but that's not the point. (laughs) So if you haven't If you haven't given yourself the gift of gratitude today, I want you to take a couple seconds, pause this podcast, and list out three things you're grateful for. And now that you're back, how do you feel? How does that feel to just sit for a second and think about all the small and or big things that happen in your everyday life? That when you think about it for just a second, you're like, damn, like being alive is so cool. I'm incredibly happy to be here. That's what I took that breath in the beginning for because I've been going through a lot and honestly this trip and getting here has brought up a lot of the grief that I've been dealing with over the last couple months. You know, like the grief doesn't just go away because you're busy, right? It might sustain for a second, but it not doesn't go away. So, anyway, a lot of that's come up for me recently as I'm settling back into my new life, and um, and I just gotta take a second to be grateful for the things that I'm grateful for. I'm honestly I'm grateful for my grief. I'm grateful that I even have the awareness of what's ha- what's happening in my body and in my mind. Right. So, lots to be grateful for, and in the spirit of gratitude. I found this meditation on gratitude by Jack Kornfield uh, according to his Wik- Wikipedia page which you know whatever it's on the internet must be true. Uh he's a trained Buddhist monk who has been teaching mindfulness meditations worldwide since 1974. And I don't really know who this Jack Kornfield guy is, but I saw this med- I saw this meditation on Instagram, this gratitude meditation. And I screenshotted it and I, when I was looking through my screenshots, I found it and I was like, oh my God, this is perfect for, for this episode, for this gift of gratitude segment. And I'm going to read it to you. So if you feel comfortable, if you are in a place to receive this with your eyes closed, just take a second to get comfortable. If you feel comfortable, close your eyes. I'm going to read this to you. And if, if you feel called, you know, repeat repeat it back to yourself or just listen and let it wash over you. And it goes like this. With gratitude, I remember the people, animals, plants, and insects, all whose exertion blesses my life every day. With gratitude, I remember the care and labor of generations of ancestors who came before me. I offer my gratitude For the blessings of this earth I have been given. I offer my gratitude for the measure of health I have been given. I offer my gratitude for the family and friends I have been given. I offer my gratitude for the teachings and lessons I have been given. I offer my gratitude for the life I have been given. And when you feel comfortable, open your eyes. And these statements, these gratitude statements that are listed in, in Jack Kornfield's meditation, they're so simple, right? He's giving gratitude for the plants and the insects and the animals. He's giving gratitude to his ancestors and his family and the generations of people who came before him. Giving gratitude to the earth, giving gratitude to, the, to his health, to his family and friends, to the lessons he gets to learn and to the life that he's given such simple things to give gratitude for any day, all day, every day. But we easily overlook them when we're booked and busy, when we're on the grind, when we're thinking about the future, we're thinking about the past. These are all things that are, that gratitude puts you in the moment. It speaks to the now, right? And every time I express gratitude, I personally feel filled with love almost instantaneously. And so even though this is, you know, these are simple gratitude statements, they're so impactful. I mean, if you can be grateful for the smallest thing that to exist on the planet, like an insect, right. And then you can be grateful for the biggest thing to exist, which is like the earth and the universe and the cosmos, all the stuff in between, it's just like, it kind of just gets baked in. And uh, you'll keep getting more and more gratitude as you express your gratitude. Like it, It's inevitable that that vibration will continue to meet you. And that's a vibration I want to be in. And, you know, maybe you do too. So maybe that helps you. That leads me into my next thing. I, I want to start integrating the philosophies that I come across that I think have helped me change my life and and also just kind of baking into the show a thinking about thinking section and I wanna call it my curiosity corner because a lot of times I don't have a full thought fleshed out, right? A lot of times I'll see something on the internet and I'll get curious about it and so I'll save it to come back to later. And that's exactly what um I did this week is I found this quote. It's a Alan Watts Instagram quote page basically. And they po- this page posted this quote by Alan Watts who, according to his Wikipedia page, um, he was an English writer, speaker, and a self-styled quote-unquote philosophical entertainer, which I kind of am in love with that phrase, philosophical entertainer, because I feel like that's me. <laughs> like, am I a philosopher? No, but do I like to entertain with philosophies? Absolutely. Um. So anyway, uh, he was... Alan Watts was also like very heavily influenced by Carl Jung, which I spoke about on the philosophy of perfection episode, um, and several other, um, philosophers and gurus whose names I don't know how to pronounce, but I will, but just trust me, they're linked. I have written, written them out in my show notes. Um, so anyway, the quote goes like this. It says, the meaning of life is just to be alive. It is so plain and so obvious and so simple. And yet, everybody rushes around in a great panic as if it were necessary to achieve something beyond themselves. I'm going to read that one more time. The meaning of life is just to be alive. It is so plain and so obvious and so simple. And yet... Everybody rushes around in a great panic as if it were necessary to achieve something beyond themselves. Now I'm obsessed with this quote because if you've ever had a conversation with with me about life and what I think it's about, this is literally it. I think the only thing we're here to do is to be. That's it. Everything else is extra. And I love this quote because it's just so—it is that simple. The meaning of life is to be alive. Nothing more, nothing less. And uh, I want you that just to kind of simmer on your brain. Like, how does that feel for you? The meaning of life is just to be alive. Like, like what what would it? What would life be if we didn't feel the need to like accomplish so much? Would we still have meaning? Would it still be? Would it be pointless at that point if we didn't have a purpose? Would being alive be purposeless, right? If you didn't have anything to do, if you didn't have anything to achieve, if you didn't have any people to depend upon you, if you didn't have any responsibilities, like would that would being alive be enough for you? Things to think about. Curiosity Corner is all about these kinds of thinkings. I have my own answer, and that is. Absolutely. I think that we're just here to be alive, to frolic, to relate, to live in the love vibration and to share that with as many people as possible. Um, but if all that was taken away from me, I think just be like being alive is perfect. It's, it's perfectly enough. And all the things that come with being alive are relating and loving and choosing and contrast and, just experiencing the things that you would experience outside of capitalism, right? Like we would do all those things, even if capitalism wasn't here to tell us that we have to achieve to make our life meaningful, right? I don't even think we're meant to, I don't even think we're meant to like invent things or level up society by going to the moon. Like, I don't think any of that's even necessary. I think that's a part of being alive and that's dope, but I don't think it's like the qualifier of what be- makes being alive so great. I think the act of just being is by itself inherently enough. I think it's perfect, and I love that this uh, philosopher agrees because <laughs> I've never seen—I've never seen this quote before. But um, it resonates deeply with me, and it's—it's it's something that I've learned on my own journey, um, and through a lot of introspection and a lot of books and a lot of a lot of just thinking. Every time I come across somebody, an author, a philosopher, a book that speaks to this idea that just being alive is, is the point. There's something in my gut that just resonates so deeply with that. And maybe it's because I did shrooms in 2021. Maybe not. Maybe it's both. (laughs) But uh, I wanted to leave you with that uh, in my cur- my first Curiosity Corner segment because I think it's dope and uh, I'm going to I'm gonna post that Alan Watts page because I love all of the things that they're posting because I'm pretty sure Alan Watts was a hippie um, and, you know, a lot of hippies, not the smartest, but some of them, they got the point. They, they did the shrooms, they drank the Kool-Aid, and they came out the other side with some ancestral knowledge that, you know, you just... If it when it resonates, you just can't help but be like, damn, like, is that the truth? I feel like it is. So, anyway, now that we've gone through my new segments, my gift of gratitude segment and my curiosity corner segment, I want to get into the meat of the show. So, last week, If you listened to the episode, which I hope you did, if you did not, please go back and listen. I gave you guys a shorter episode. It was 30 minutes of just straight up scripted content. And I felt like it was short. A lot of feedback I got was that it was a little too short. It was a little too, but, but that you guys loved it. The couple people who did reach out and tell me that they, that they listened to the episode said that they loved the episode and that was awesome. But it was a little short. Like as soon as I started, I stopped talking. They were just getting into it. And I agree. I 100% agree. I want to improv on the show. I want to show my personality. But I also want to organize my thoughts. And sometimes when I'm trying to, you know, reel it all in, when I'm improving, it's just really hard for my brain to stick to the to stick to the script in my brain, right? Uh, in my head at least. And so I'm gonna try I'm going to every every show, every episode. Write my main message, and read it to you guys because I think it's concise. I think it's clear, and I think it's going to help get my point across. And sometimes I don't even know what my point is until I sit down and start writing. And to be honest, this week, like I said, was insane. It was crazy. It was chaotic. And this this episode, not to te- not to tease it too much, but what I'm about to speak on in this in this message is it talks about resistance and how fucking annoying it is to feel it um but when you embrace it it that shit rocks your rocks your socks so without further ado let's go deep arthur brooks once tweeted your essence is not obvious and to find yourself demands thought and effort the real danger is not that you find yourself too slowly or with unnecessary struggle, it's that you never start your search at all. And I once read a post on Instagram that said, you cannot spiritually bypass your way to true healing. It's not just love and light, it's darkness and density too. I'd like to start this segment off by stating that showing up for yourself is a full-time job. I don't care how many guru quick fixes you find on the internet and the These three things changed my life in 30 days video clips you've been bombarded with on Instagram and TikTok. This shit is not easy and by shit I mean the act of continuing to show up for yourself day in and day out no matter how your skin suit feels to create an abundantly radiant life that aligns with your soul's deepest desire for love, connection, peace, and happiness. Again, This shit is not easy. There is no quick fix. There is no teleportation device, to my knowledge, that can beam you through the multiverse into your highest and brightest experience. You have to build it with your bare hands. You have to learn every skill, collect every tool, connect with every aligned person, and build that shit for yourself, brick by fucking brick. If I sound a little angry, it's because that's exactly what I'm doing right now. I'm showing up for my shit, even though I'm tired and cranky and, fe- and I'm feeling overwhelmed with everything that's going on in my life at the moment. And it's annoying as hell. <laughs> showing up isn't always convenient. Honestly, it's never convenient. Most of the time, putting in the hours and showing up can feel, at first, like the biggest pain in the ass but doing it is the only way. You have to put in the work. No one else can push you through your ego's need for comfort and convenience. Unfortunately, it's an inside job, and it always will be. I wish there was an easier way, but there isn't. Trust me, I've tried. I've tried blaming everyone around me for not having my dream life, I really leaned into the victim mentality for a while back in my early 20s, only to be filled with lots of anger, misplaced resentment, and zero progress. I've tried disassociating from my problems for a long time. I'm talking years via alcohol binging, food binging, TV binging, sugar binging, Amazon binging, depression napping, and overall looking for anything and everything to distract myself from actually showing up for myself and my needs in any real way. Looking back, it was like I was literally over-consuming to figuratively fill the gaping hole inside my soul, only instead of filling it, I just made it bigger. And it should come as no surprise that none of those habits led me closer to where I wanted to be. If anything, they took me to a place on the opposite side of the spectrum from love and peace, into a head and heart space filled with shame and hopelessness. A space I now recognize as a total nervous system shutdown. A sort of free state where I became numb to everything and everyone around me only really showing up in the world as a shell of myself. When I look back on those times, I can put together that, in a way, I was implementing those unhelpful coping mechanisms and habits out of rebellion. There was a part of me in my soul that thought I was owed a good life, who thought, I didn't choose to be here, so why does taking care of myself have to be so difficult? Why does being alive feel so difficult? And because it was so so hard to take care of myself, and I seemed, at the time, to be doing a shitty job at it, this led me to question what the point of being alive was. At times, in my shame-fueled, stressed-out, hopeless state, I begged the question if me being alive was even worth it, if being alive was worth the discomfort if it was worth dealing with the pain that's baked into being an alive human and all the other weird stuff that comes with that. What's interesting to me when I look back on being in a depressive, hopeless, and ashamed state in general is that it seems that we're only feeling those things because deep down there's a part of us that has higher standards. A part of us whose desires a part of us who desires more and has this gut instinct that this state of, of being can't be it. Who knows there has to be more to experience in this life. It's like there's something in our spirit that truly isn't okay with the squalor we subject ourselves to. Who disapproves of the binge eating? Who disapproves of the binge eating, drinking, shopping, and any other toxic coping mechanism we partake in to feel something even if it only lasts for a moment. I think, deep down, we know this. We know we aren't meeting our intuitive standards, and this sends us deeper and deeper into our shame and hopelessness. The paradox of this egoic judgment of ourselves, though, is that our inner self doesn't care how far we fall. They will always be there to remind us what we're meant for And hold us to that standard required to meet it, regardless if we meet it with resistance or not. I like to think of this part of ourselves as the higher self. They could be your intuitive self, your gut feeling, your future self, your soul, your spirit, call it whatever you want. However you make sense of it, I like to think this part of you is the real you or at least the core of who you really are. It's the you who cries out to tell you how much pain they're in, how uncomfortable they are, and who desperately wants to help you heal. It's the perfect you. It's the perfection of you that you will continue unfolding and untangling until the day you die. It's the you you do the work for, who helps you align with your purpose and affirms your creative pursuits who guides you to your people and lets you know when you're in trouble. It's the you who has your back, who has been there for you since day one, always looking out for your best and highest timeline. The thing you don't realize until you've started doing the work to become a better version of yourself is that this core of who you are is also the you who happens to be the biggest pain in the ass, (laughs) They are a massive reason why the shit, quote unquote, of building a better, more aligned and enlightened life is not easy or for the faint of heart. When you wake up to this higher version of yourself, to this core of you, you will never be able to unmeet them. You will be both delighted by them for wanting more for you and equally discouraged when you realize you're the only one who can bring their desires for you into reality. When you go from being in a state of denial, depression, and disassociation for months, years, or even decades, doing everything you can to numb out the pain of existing, to coming into an awareness of yourself as a person worth fighting for, a person worth more effort, empathy, compassion, respect, and love, than the scraps you give than the scraps of shit you've been giving them, a lot of feelings might rush to the surface of your consciousness. For me, At first, I was angry, livid, pissed, and fucking outraged that I had these desires, passions, dreams, standards, and boundaries living inside the core of me that I had totally given up on and had been ignoring for years. Since childhood, probably. But after I had started implementing these newfound standards for a while, the feelings turned to anxiety and created this pressure in my body, a kind of resistance when i would slack on showing up for them even just a little bit i was familiar with these feelings when i was depressed before i met the core of me only i didn't know where they, i didn't know where they came from however once i met the core of me i knew that same resistance was a response from my body that would flare up when i slacked off on taking care of myself it was an alarm warning me that i needed more love and attention in order to be guided toward healing and my highest good. Well, now that I've been living with and cultivating a healthy relationship with my higher self for a number of years, I thought it would be easier to take care of myself. I thought the resistance to it would eventually fade away as I practiced my new skills. I thought having the awareness alone would make integrating better habits and healthy aligned choices a little bit easier. But... I've accepted that it doesn't, and it never will, at least for me. The resistance that comes up around being uncomfortable in the name of delayed gratification, even in the name of creating my dream life, never goes away. Taking care of myself is inconvenient, no matter how much I practice. And sometimes that thought alone still upsets me, but it's not the full story anymore. There are parts of me who still stomp their bratty little feet and complain that life and taking care of myself is too hard. That putting in the work is too difficult. There are parts of me who feel overwhelmed and underqualified to fulfill all the dreams I have for myself. To take care of me the way my higher self knows I need to. But the other side of me gets excited by the challenge. She lights up when she hears and feels resistance because she doesn't view the pressure as a negative nagging, but as an initiation to level the fuck up, to take charge, to pivot and stand in gratitude to be the chosen as the woman for the job. There is a part of me who takes great pride in taking care of me for recognizing when I'm meeting my own standard of care, for getting the opportunity to practice listening to my needs and then providing for them with tender love and care. What a gift that is. What a gift it is to have that awareness. A gift I didn't have all those years ago. A gift I didn't have when I was depressed and confused. A gift that now grants me clarity and connection to myself. My core self. I cannot express how beautiful it is to be able to slowly meet myself in my dream life a little more every day because of this awareness. Because of this awareness, I have a knowing of the core of my being, my higher self, my intuitive self. In the same breath, I cannot express how difficult it is to meet me in that gratitude every day. How hard it is to meet my self inflicted resistance and actively, consciously choose to address the thing that's causing it. Over the last three days, I've been writing out this episode script. And over those last three days, I spent a combined five hours on my phone scrolling, attempting to avoid having to show up for this podcast. Not because I didn't want to, but because the resistance my higher self. Had to the scrolling overwhelmed me so much that I kept allowing myself to shut down. And that shutdown then led to, you guessed it, more scrolling. This happened three days in a row because I was stuck in an old, numbed out space, knowing the only way to fix it was to show up for my creativity, to show up for the standards me and my higher self had already set. What's wild about the dramatics in my procrastination saga? In writing this episode, is that as soon as I sat down to write each night, the words I needed just flowed out of me. And the best part? The pressure was immediately released. The resistance, you ask? Nowhere to be found. And that's because I met myself in alignment. I met myself in my highest timeline. And I knew I would, and I did. As soon as I listened to the core of me and chose to follow its guidance, I instantly jumped into love, self-respect, and creative vibrations. I instantly jumped into my dream life. That is the power of resistance. One second, it can debilitate you, and in the next, it's the most empowering force you've ever encountered. In one direction, you abandon yourself, and in the other, you walk in your highest truth. Just because something is helpful for your journey doesn't mean it'll be easy to obtain. And at the same time, something as simple as a change in perception can make the experience more difficult or more useful. I single-handedly made the experience of producing this episode more difficult by letting my egoic desire for mind-numbing entertainment and comfort outweigh my desire for creative expression. But you know what's great about it? I have more awareness about myself now. I learned that because I'm new to showing up for myself in this way, I'm not that great at it yet. And there's always room for improvement. Can I promise that I'll never get in my own way again? No. Can I promise to be a master at a skill I'm still learning? No. Can I promise to have compassion for myself when I don't meet my standards? learn from my experience, and carry it into my choices moving forward? Absolutely. To sum up what I'm trying to say, I leave you with this quote by Stephen Pressfield. The more important a call to action is to your soul's evolution, the more resistance we will feel about answering it. But to yield to resistance deforms our spirit. It stunts us and makes us less than we are, and we're born to be. I hope this helped you in some way. I hope this message about resistance and hearing its call and replying with action to align with your highest, brightest timeline, I hope that resonates. I hope that helps you. Right, getting this episode together has been such a test for me and showing up for myself because I said I was going to do it and I've had so many reasons not to. I'm tired. I'm cranky. I moved across the country. There's a lot of change going on. I mean, literally one month ago, I was fired from a job in a community that I felt really connected to I am no longer feel connected to it that much anymore. That's a big deal. Me and my partner broke up a couple months ago. That's a big deal. But guess what? All those things are true. But so was my, my desire and my need to show up for myself. And that trumps all of that showing up for myself trumps all the reasons why I shouldn't. And if anything, now's the time I need to show up for myself even more, to double down on my creative expression. I think a big part of this experience for me in producing this podcast is that every time I do it, I feel better. Every time I journal, I feel better. And it's a delayed gratification, but it is 15 million times sweeter than the instant gratification of getting the dopamine hit of watching a funny dog video. Still enjoy that. I still do. I really do. I love just bumming around and scrolling on my phone. But to be honest, it's not as fun when I know there's something else that's more important to me that needs to be done. So, I encourage you to embrace the paradox of resistance, to not see it as your enemy, but to see it as your greatest companion on your journey. Because it is. You know, we don't experience depression for no reason. We don't experience hopelessness for no reason. It's, if, if we were okay with all of the, all the negative experiences that we kind of allow ourselves to fall into, we wouldn't have any resistance. We would just be totally cool with that being our life. Like we wouldn't be so uncomfortable in relationships that aren't necessarily helpful for us if they met our standard, right? The only reason why you're uncomfortable in the first place is because the standard's not being met. The reason why you're uncomfortable at that job is because there's a standard that's not being met, right? Otherwise you'd be, you'd be fine with dysfunction. You'd be fine in squalor. You'd be fine in hopelessness if that met your standard. But if we're being honest, it doesn't. Because I believe that every human being, a lot, every human being is made of love. They are just love personified. And if you're experiencing not love, then we just still have some more work to do, right? It's just, we got to take a couple more steps. We got to listen to that inner core of us because the core of us is love. I believe that too. I believe that to my core and we're spending our whole life undoing the shit that's blocking us from that love. And a, a piece of that puzzle is leaning into the resistance and listening to that core and, uh, taking baby steps, the next right step to aligning with your dream life, with your highest vibration, with your, your highest timeline. And that's how, that's where I'll leave you for episode five. Thank you guys so much for listening. Holy shit. I feel so honored to be able to show up here and express myself and to know that you guys are listening. It makes me emotional. Like I just got goosebumps. (laughs) Maybe it's because I'm tired. Maybe it's because I'm about to start my period, but maybe it's just because I'm a human being with a heart full of fucking gratitude. Maybe it's all of the above. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for just this whole experience. Like there's just, oh. If this podcast has done anything for you, if you've gotten anything out of it, please like this episode download the episode rate the podcast share it with a friend who you think might need it and um i hope you i hope you have a wonderful week i hope you have a happy tuesday i'm sending you so much love and so much gratitude and so much peace and happiness and clarity and strength and i hope you find an outlet for yourself i hope you Take yourself out on a date this week. I hope you show up for your creativity. I hope you show up for your core if and also, if you have any questions for me, if you are seeking advice, um, I'm open to you know giving my my um, anecdotal pedestrian not licensed therapist advice on the show. Um, you can email me at perfection at gmail that'll be linked in the show notes. But until then, follow follow the pod, podcast on Instagram to keep up with clips of the show, quotes that I post that I find inspiration from. This is going to be the format of the show moving forward. We're going to have Gift of Gratitude, Curiosity Corner, Let's Go Deep, and um, just maybe a little rant at the end. Who knows? Who knows? I'm feeling crazy. I love you guys. This has been another episode of Perfection Unfolding with Kara G. I will see you and talk to you next Tuesday. Love you guys. Bye.